controls will have to be imposed and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to Tinfoil Hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. There's and welcome to another episode of Tim Fall Hat, where the revolution will be podcasted. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You know who we are. You know what we're here to do. Join me, as always, is my man, XG, and the place to be. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How's mm. your life changed since you've been on the greatest show ever of all time? I got nothing to do other than fucking do conspiracies. That research group, I, we got to give them a shout out. Yeah, man. shout out. Fuck. Shout out to the ruins. The ruins gets it. The ruins are deep. There okay. are no lies. There's only truth in the ruins. And someday you might be allowed in the ruins. But until that day, just know the ruins is watching, constantly watching. So shout out to all the people at the ruins. Uh, guys, I can't thank you enough for all you guys coming out to all the live shows. Uh, I will be in Boston at Bo- Laughs Boston. I'll be there November 15th, 16th, and 17th. Come out and rock, and I'm bringing guns a-blazing, okay? I'm going for blood, high body count, okay? And then I believe the next one, did you get it? Yes. We. I'm very excited. I'm going back to Chicago. I'm going back to Chicago. And I'm coming. I'm bringing Eddie Bravo with me, and we're coming for the truth, and I'm going to be tired. And listen, if you're one of these Chicago politically correct comics... Don't even come near the show. I don't want to hear about it. I can't. I gotta be honest with you. I do so many shows with these Chicago female comics who want to tell me about how comedy's meant to be. You're 22 and you dance on stage. Don't tell me what's up. I'm here for truth, homeboy. All right. There's no rules to this shit. Stop telling me about the rules. <laughs> you know. I, I mean, you, I can't tell you, man. I open. I had this girl open for me in uh in Wisconsin. She would just bomb every fucking show, and I pulled her aside. I go, hey, man, you want m- might want to try this, this, and this? Because I love comedians. She goes, how about I try being homophobic and racist on stage? I go, you might want to try something because you're fucking bombing, lady. <laughs> you're ruining my show, and it's just like that's what I've gotten. I did a show at this one comedy club in Chicago. They do, a sh- they do the headliner, and then it's followed by open micers. This open mic chick came up and started racking my act. And then she started dancing as she did her act because you know what? She's fucking garbage as a human being. Don't come to the show if you think there's rules to this shit. I'm coming, and Daddy might leave a couple marks, okay? But you guys come out in force. Chicago's one of my favorite cities. Let's do this, me and Eddie Bravo. Check out the Patreon, guys. I'm putting out, uh, stuff on there all the time. And go to the... Facebook. Go, Facebook. Hey, 183 right. strong. Actually, what is your social media shit? What oh, is your stuff? Xavier the One. Follow me on Instagram. Spell it because he's Mexican. He spells it weird. Xavier and then T-H-A-1. Okay. No, pretty simple. All right. Pretty simple. I'd say. I'd say That's I'd say. how we're doing it, guys. So it's uh, it's a wonderful time to be alive. Don't forget. Oh Bet DSI. man! Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at BetDSI. BetDSI for all your betting needs. Go to BetDSI.com. Use the promo code HAT100. All right, HAT100, and you can get a whole bunch of amazing stuff. 
Uh, let me see what it is real quick. Okay, you can get uh, you can get a hundred percent matching cast bonus up to five hundred dollars. That's right. This is a great time to be alive. You just had the UFC having great fights. You just had the. Uh, I mean, I make bets on everything. I want to start talking to them about doing like conspiracy bets. Like, will Hillary Clinton go to jail? Okay. <laughs> will Donald Trump? Become a lizard person. You know, whatever that is. Will we ever see a porno with Melania and Ivana, Ivanka? You know what I'm saying? Like, is anyone else kind of disappointed by the porn industry not doing hot first lady, first daughter porn? Anybody? They're stuck with siblings right now. You know, I know why they haven't done it. I know because they honestly think they'll get audited. I guarantee you that's why the porn industry hasn't been putting out those awesome pornos. But that's uh, but you can bet on all that stuff with our good friends at BetDSI. Guys, support the show. Please support the show. Go to BetDSI. Use the promo code HAT100 and help the show. Now, some of you guys, I'm going to say this for the last time. Some of you guys go on YouTube and you leave comments. You tell, oh, the show doesn't start till then. You will get blocked. You have to support the show. This is the business that we do. I, I do some business up front. You come see my show. You support my, my sponsors. And we give you content. And that's how I'm so thankful for all the support. But to make this go, we have to have sponsors. You have to see the live show. So to jump over this stuff, it hurts the show. So just know if you comment about when the show starts and your idea, you will get blocked. You won't be able to enjoy the show. Because I wouldn't want that. Because I love you all. Because we're going deep, dude. And the numbers grow. The, number, the show just keeps growing, and it's all your guys' – it's because you guys are passionate. And by the way, just let me say, and I say it a thousand times, the ladies of the conspiracy world are way more hotter than anybody would ever expect, you know, because they think we're guys. You know, we see memes about conspiracy dudes. They all look like Captain Caveman. He's got a tinfoil hat <laughs> with his 30 cats living in his mom's basement. Maybe that's true. Cheeto fingers. But the ladies are gorgeous. I cannot – I mean, we're talking eight, nines, and tens, all of them. And we thank you for your love. Uh, joining us in studio, I'm super excited about it. Uh, he uh, contacted me through our good friend, at, uh, Greg Carwood, uh, at the Higher Side Chats, which we need to get back on. He's got a book called The Octopus of Global Control. Please welcome Charlie Robinson, everybody. Thank you. Hey, Charlie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Mr. Robinson. <clears throat> no, no. So now this is what you didn't know. I, so you sent me an email, and you, here's what you say. Uh, I'm packed, ready to go. I didn't know what that meant. You mean <laughs> you literally flew in to do this show? Yes. It's better when you have the guest in studio. Right. I think. You can get more into it. There's a better connection. So, yeah. Wow. I'm so impressed. So thank you so much for coming in. Well, thanks for having and, me. And uh, before we get into it, because it's kind of what we want to talk about, tell yeah. us a little bit about your book right here. It's, boom, a, boom, boom. it's a beast. Um, it started out accidentally sort of i had had all, all this information in my head you know i would tell people about it and i had a conversation with my mom one day which was kind of like a normal thing some new i don't know conspiracy i had discovered and she's like that's great you've got all this information what are you going to do with it and i was like i don't know i didn't know i ever had to do anything with it so after that i started thinking well what could i do i don't have a podcast i didn't i wasn't going to do a tv show or a documentary so I started writing the book. I guess I was kind of writing it in my head, and I put it together. And part of it came out of, like, blowing up a Thanksgiving dinner, you know, when you bring up 9-11. Okay. You watch, like, the whole table turn on you, and you're yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. So my thinking was that, you know, all you people at the table would understand where I was coming from if you could hear not just my voice on this, but other people. If you could hear, you know, if it does... 
you know, if you could hear what some of these people that you respect or that you know of, uh, you know, from from history, if you heard what their take was on a certain event, maybe it would give it a little bit more credibility. So what I did was I gathered quotes from 500 different people that had had some sort of involvement in some of these big events in world history. And I put their quotes in there uh, along with my description of the event. So um, it's packed. It's packed so you've been always in the conspiracy community is it recent is it a couple years well, 10 years uh, well what, cha- what made you get into conspiracies let me 2005 ask you okay i think was when 9-11 really hit me that it was totally not what it was what it was made out to be um and i was living in las vegas selling real estate and then about 2007 I went on a trip. Buddy gave me a book called uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman by John Perkins. Unbelievably great book. And it just changed my life. You know, so w- what it did was it, it he laid out the plan that the World Bank and the IMF have and how they entrap these third world countries uh, by suckering them into deals for like a hydroelectric power plant. They say, hey, it's going to cost – you know, a couple billion dollars, but don't worry, we've got the money for you from the from the IMF, and it'll generate electricity, it'll power your village, your kids will learn to read yeah. at night with electricity and all these things, it'll pay for itself, and all that stuff is total bullshit. It's a lie. But they get these countries involved in it. That mon- money never actually goes to them. It goes directly to the engineering firms like Halliburton and Bechtel. And they build out these plants that never pencil out because they were never meant to pencil out. And of then, course. And then this, you know, you've got Ecuador who's built this gigantic power plant and then, you know, the money's due and they're like, we don't have it. So then the IMF says, well, we can work out a deal for you. Like, like any good loan for shark sure. would with a baseball bat behind their leg. They say, you know, you can vote our way in a U.N. resolution or you can, uh, you know, allow us to put a military base here. You can privatize your lumber industry and let our buddies uh, buy that up. And so as I'm reading this from John Perkins, what I'm realizing is I'm living it in Las Vegas on a smaller scale with this inflation of the real estate market and this availability of of credit to people that have no business buying a house. And this was in 2005. This was 2007 at this point. Okay, so this is right before the big burst. Right. I had been in it for a couple years up to that point. But now I'm seeing – I'm reading his book. I'm understanding what the big play is. I'm seeing it on a smaller level, and I'm like, holy shit. And then everything blew up. And so at that point – you know, and, I, and real quick before we get into it, yeah. that, that whole thing is orchestrated by Goldman Sachs setting oh, yeah. up a real estate portfolio yeah. in which in which they knew was going to fail. And they and, yes. and, and this is why when I when I get when when I say we're libertarians and I listen, man, I'm libertarian on some shit and I'm socialist on other. And people go crazy when I say that. <laughs> it's just the fucking truth. The world is gray to me. It's not black. No, it's not white. For sure. It is gray. And these moments of libertarianism, I get. But there's also these times where I'm like, we need a big government or a a government with enough teeth that we could take people like Goldman Sachs because uh, capitalism doesn't work if, if, if people can't trust their investors. Meaning if I give you your money, you tell me I'm going to invest this in good faith and you're right. lying to me, it's just not going to work. So when, when Goldman Sachs sets up this portfolio, this real estate portfolio, fully knowing it's going to fail and telling their, 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 their employees to get their investors to invest in this portfolio in which they are taking out an insurance policy on, which they know is going to crash so they can make the money. That's, it's just chaos. That's why they're the vampire squid. That's when Matt Taibbi called them the vampire squid. He was right. And I was watching, I read the book Moneyball, or, or uh, I'm sorry, um, The Big Short, and watched the movie on it, and it was like a documentary to me. 
that was the exact same thing we were seeing. And then what what even cemented it even further was a couple years later, start talking to the title reps that I know in town, and they're saying, I'm saying, what's going on with all the houses? Or who's buying them? And they said, well, it's it's vulture funds from Goldman Sachs and City and all these all these right. banks that are coming in and buying things up for twenty cents on the dollar. So what they do is they the Fed creates fake money out of thin air. They loan it out at interest. The banks then take that money, loan it out to people who buy real tangible assets. Then they pop the bubble and they take back tangible assets. So they trade fake paper yeah. for tangible assets. Yeah, they get dude. it for 20 cents on the dollar. And guess who's selling right now? They're selling all their stuff. They've taken made huge profits. They've been buying them up quietly you know, at auction. As quietly as you can buy a hundred houses at a time, you know, yeah. Here and well, there, people but. don't get like you're talking about banks literally buying up neighborhoods. Oh yeah, like like just a whole neighborhood is all owned by one bank. Everything they can get their hands on, sticking renters in there to get through the downturn. Then once those values start to go up, then they sell them. And off. the more they they like, obviously homeless go in there. People go in those vacant houses because like. You're not going to sleep outside if you're a homeless person. Right. The more they fuck up those houses, the cheaper they get them for. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. They probably send people in to do it. Probably. So I used to live in uh, out there in Lake Elsinore. It's uh, the suburbs. Obviously, a lot of people lost their homes. Right. Um, my homies had a bachelor part, uh, a bachelor house. Their parents kind of moved out. Was like, hey, here's the house. Take care of it. Oh, whenever, like whenever we the window broke something broke we would go into the other house we'd call it home depot next door mm-hmm. and come up on whatever was on the other house and just brought it back to our house and yeah. that's it we got their <laughs> we got their washer we got their 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 dishwasher because it was no one's claiming it it's obviously not someone's house anymore it's literally just vacant stuff so where is this and like Elsinore. Okay, can, so Elsinore, you do that. In Detroit, bears do that. Bears move into these <laughs> empty houses. They set a fucking shop, and you see this bear leaving his house with his bow tie on, his briefcase, going to work, and he's got to come back. Like, literally, like bears were moving into empty houses in, in, in Detroit. It's like crazy, man. But people weren't. You're going yeah. to Chicago, too. Well, we got... No, Detroit, my bad. I my do want to go to Detroit, but uh, it's very interesting because yeah. it's like they say there's more empty houses than homeless people in this town, uh, in this country. I mean, like, and it's unbelievable how, like, people just don't, like, people just need a little help to get off their feet. If you give them a roof over their head, they might be able to get it, and I get it. It's like, oh, well, why should they get that? Because you're good enough to, to function on your own. And who, nobody really wants a handout. At least I don't. You know, and, and maybe there are people who want to live out the season, but I also know there's people who just want to get on their feet and just try to get going. But again, it's like this society where nobody wants to pay a living wage. And anymore. it's a rigged game. You I mean, named it's, it. It's six to one. Yeah. Six to one houses to homeless people. Yeah. Six to one. Just That's an embarrassing that's for our, our country that, that we think that, that, that that's okay. And, of course, how many houses do the hedge funds have in, in, in the, the big banks like Goldman? Some of those houses could – could take in at least 30, 40 people. <laughs> my One friend, of those houses. Party. My friend married a, uh, a woman he met in Naples, and uh, it turned out she was one of the richest, from the, one of the richest families ever. And he said when he went to her house, he thought he was go- going into a hotel. That's how big the house was. <laughs> and it's just like, I don't know what's enough money. I just don't. But let's get into... Um, Let's, how do you get how do you get into this uh, censorship and all that stuff? Because I'm so interested. Because we're yeah. living in the most interesting times. 
Well, you know, a lot of people are getting hammered by YouTube and these social media networks that are either deplatforming them or just um, throttling their reach. I'm sure you guys are – everybody's seen it on some level that's in the alternative media. Um, and although it's frustrating and financially difficult for the, the companies for that are going sure. through this, it's also a good indicator that they're on the right track because if – if they weren't making a difference, if they weren't waking people up, if they weren't impacting in some way, then these companies would ignore them. But there was a directive in 2016 at Bilderberg that was oh, really? that they laid it out that they were going to go after the social media platforms. They were going to take care of the conservative voices. I I'm not. I don't consider myself to be a conservative voice. Me I like neither. To think I'm just like m- more on the rational side, which I don't know. If well, that you makes know, you conservative, but I don't know. I, I, you know, I don't know. I can, I can't speak for you, but I've always been a liberal in terms of like, hey, just you know, you do you, I do me. me make too. love, make art, don't make war, all that good shit. But the spectrum, I didn't move. The spectrum moved. It changed, and then I now I'm this guy on the right, and I don't mind it because I am like I was just yeah. in Texas. They're all wonderful people. I go to San Francisco. They're all wonderful people. I mean, people are people. But here's the problem: it's like they're trying to frame it like, oh, they're they're getting they're shutting down conservative voices. They're not shutting down conservative. But they're shutting down people who are going after what the truth is really is. Right. So, like people like Ben Shapiro aren't mm-hmm. getting shut down, and that guy is as right as it gets. I mean, they're going for people who are calling out the fucking news agencies, the media, right. the the fucking administration, Washington D.C. That is not the right. That is that is the truth community, the right. the spiritual social, this uh, spiritual skeptic group. You know, well, you and we've all been going to the grocery store for years and years, and we see the National Enquirer right there, fake news, right? Right, it's right. Been there for where's the government to protect me My from this fake news? My grandma used to love it. Yeah, well. You know, if I go on Facebook or if I go to YouTube, now all of a sudden they have to protect me from fake news? Why? If it's fake, what difference is it? If it's fake, it's fake on its face, and you shouldn't have to worry about it. First of all, it's not even their job. But even if it was, if it's so fake, why are you worried about me not reading it or hearing about it? The answer is because it's not fake. It's not fake news because it's fake. They're worried about the truth. The truth is what freaks them. Fake news doesn't scare them at all. Elvis eating ding dongs at a at a you know Walmart. They don't give a shit about that. Right. You can talk about that all day long. Right. It's when you start talking about the real stuff, then they say you're a conspiracy theorist, and that's fake news. Well, if it's fake news, it, what what only real news is from CNN? You know that term that they invented years ago, a truther. Oh, you must be a truther. Yeah, I'm a fucking truther. Yeah. What are you, a liar? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what is what is this insanity? And the people use these terms because I, you know, we're in Los Angeles right now, and you know they they use these terms not realizing how dumb it makes them sound. And like in particular, the whatever the the uh, I'm gonna call it the crybaby left. It's not it's not liberals. It's not progressive. I, I call it the crybaby left. They use these buzzwords like oh what are you conspiracy theorist i you know i get debates people <laughs> oh whatever conspiracy theorist oh why don't you go uh, listen to alex jones or oh what where'd you get that from fox news i've never watched fox news I've, i don't watch fox news just like <laughs> i don't watch msnbc i don't watch no. any of that stuff okay so you're the only time i watch fox news when some comedy uh political shows making fun of something stupid they said you know yeah. but i also know a bloke a broken clock's right twice a day right. and with within this administration i'd more 
more right likely believe what Fox News is saying about what's going on than MSNBC and this Russian collusion, this fake news shit, right. and all this stuff. Yes. Well, there's a there's a reason why it's so fake on the left, and there is, um, and I say this as somebody who's not right or left, but just sort of more like a, an observer of it all. Media Matters is a group started and run by a guy named David Brock. And David Brock has he, – he put his plan into place, which was to get – was to use Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube and Google to deplatform any voices that were critical of his agenda. He's far left. Yeah. He's Hillary Clinton's buddy, donor, boyfriend of James Alifantis, who is a scumbag. Uh-huh. And he set it out, didn't even try to hide it. I've got the documentation showing his plan for what what they're going to do. They, they laid out in their proposal, they've, they mentioned to their investors, we already have Facebook and YouTube slash Google slash Alphabet on board with us. They've agreed to take part in this. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. That's something we might want to know because what you're saying is that you've got the three biggest, you know, you've got the major social media companies and Twitter, by the way. Um, that have agreed to partner up with you to silence dissenting voices, and you're far left, so that means anything center and right will get silenced. That's a problem. That that's, a, a, that's a huge problem. Now, a lot of people don't. You know, Ryan, when he's on the show, used to talk about Alphabet all the time, man. And a lot of people don't understand is uh, Alphabet is actually what owns, owns Google and YouTube. Right. Now, right. they used to be called Google Ideas, but during a WikiLeaks uh, drop... It came out that they, they were working on all this shady shit. So, of course, <laughs> they just rebrand themselves right. just like uh, Cox Cable did. And they became what? They became uh, Spectrum, right? That You know, because they were so bad before. Right. They had the worst customer service rating that they couldn't be Cox Cable anymore. So now they got to be Spectrum. Let's not fix the problem. Let's just change our name yeah. and rebrand it because it's cheaper and easier. I mean, yeah, like, look at, look at basically what I find interesting, and not to get off time, but Bayer buys Monsanto's and they kill off the name. Yeah. But because of that whole thing, Bayer's whole <laughs> stock now has dropped $800 million because they're, they're going to get set up for all these fucking lawsuits. All right. $800 billion. But I want to get into um, uh, the Smith-Munt Act. Do you know what that is? Yeah. So the Smith-Munt Modernization Act of 2012 was put in. It was it was a it was horrible to begin with, but then it was stuffed inside that NDNA, NDAA um, piece of shit. And what is the NDAA the, piece of shit? The uh, the the act that prevents it basically goes after free. It targets free speech pretty hard. But the Smith Munt Act originally said you cannot use propaganda within the United States against the American people. The Smith Munt Modernization Act said, yeah, you can. Now, it's people a, don't. I, I got uh, it, I got interviewed because I was doing a gig and uh, did the tinfoil hat in Philadelphia, and this guy mm -hmm. interviewed me. And he, he's like, "I'm going to come at you. Don't take it personal." I'm like, "That's fine." Right. And then he everything. I said, "No, no, no." And I go, "Well, Obama legalized propaganda against his own people." And he right. goes, "No, he didn't." I go, well, "He 100 percent did." He, he goes, did. "Hold on, let me Google." He goes, "I'm wrong." I go, and I go, "If you're wrong about that, what else you wrong about?" But 100 percent. Right. Legalized propaganda against the yeah. against um, Smith modernization in 2012. And to, yeah. to put it in perspective, they didn't. It wasn't like the Smith Munt Act was expiring and they needed to come up with something new. They didn't have to do anything. 
and it would have stayed in place as no propaganda. That means they actively went out, set out to craft a law to, to change it, to 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 allow for it. I mean, they they could have done nothing, but they what it means is that they said, "We want propaganda. We're going to pass it." Well, we can't just put it up there and pass it because if anyone reads this, you know, there'll be riots. I mean, right. they're not going to stand for this. This is dog shit. So they stuffed it in the NDAA, and then it just passed along with everything else. So, because that's how you do it when you've got something really controversial, you just stuff it in, NDAA. make it, put it in the you know government sausage lawmaking, and just pass it with everything else. But it's horrible. It allows for hundreds of hours of propaganda each week against the American people through television and radio. And you know, it's not long after that that you started to get a rash of false flags. A rash of false flags and just not knowing what the truth is, man. Yeah. Let's go to this Parkland shooting, right, that happened. And now all of a sudden, you know, this kid, David Hogg, everyone's tuning into him. And then Mm -hmm. this very slick looking picture comes out where everybody goes, oh, he was really going to school over here. And the, the truth community ran with it. And it turned out that wasn't real. That was so slickly done. <laughs> I mean, it was so slick. Yeah. It looked so good. I wouldn't doubt if that was done by very shady people at very high places yeah. trying to trying to make the truth community look really, really well, bad. They'll do that from time to time. They'll throw a piece of meat in there, suck everybody in, and then blow it up. Yeah. You know, and they'll say, Up, oh, you guys all fell for it. There therefore everything that you've been talking about is discredited from here. Yeah, but there's two videos of David Hogg. One you know, th- these interviews with, I think, GMA and, and, and I forget who the other one was, but a big, a legit uh, two news interviews. One where he says, I was at home when the shooting happened. Yeah. I got on my bike, bike and got there as fast as I could. The second one, he says he was in his environmental studies class and he heard the shooting and then he hid and then they went out and did something about it. All right. I'm not a – it doesn't make me a conspiracy theorist. To point out that he gave two different versions of the events. Why aren't we talking about that? Because because the the because the, the whole thing falls apart, right? And then it starts looking dumber and dumber. And the people who are meant who are there to tell you that this is bullshit are so deep on the payroll. Yeah, like they're never going to be like if Rachel Maddow's got fired, where would she ever make eight million dollars a year reading it? teleprompter unless she could throw a, f- a curveball she will never make eight million dollars anywhere else so even if she grows a conscience overnight and decides she's going to just she's had enough of this and she's just going to step away there'd be a hundred people to replace her you know she's it's just not going to do any good so you know this, this sort of thing is going to continue to happen you've got you know the, anyone that is turning on their nightly news to get information is out of their mind like why would you do that it's so it's been influenced by the CIA so heavily since the 60s through Operation Mockingbird and why would they ever give it up they have they just got quiet about it and then you know all these large corporate media entities are so controlled and there's only a couple of them left and so you don't have to the pressure points are pretty small where you just get one guy and you say you know you've got a picture of the CEO of Time Warner with a goat and then guess what you can ha- make him do whatever you want him to fuckers. do Listen, yep. it, 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 and you don't buy up all the media to not control the media. No. Right? And That's... when you got Sinclair Media and everyone's like, because <laughs> it was a right version, everyone's like, look at these stupid, look at the, look what the right's trying to do. Look at it. And that's just on local news, man. What's so funny is they didn't realize 
how ridiculous they looked that they did a 200 station wide mandatory press whatever you want to call it i don't know what the what the ter- industry term is for it where they read you know the this this story that they're all saying the same st- they're reading the same lines but they're talking about fake news nobody got the idea that hey maybe this is the epitome of fake news that we're we're all reading the same speech you know there's a there's a there's something i put in the book and there's a video that i have on my uh, on my facebook page that shows um the prime minister of canada and the prime minister of australia in 2003 in the lead up to the iran or to the iraq war and they're both selling it in their parliaments and they are reading the exact same speech. Oh, my word for word. God, really? And there's a split screen of the two of them. It's within three days of one another. But the words are identical. They say it the exact same way. So if you don't think that the politicians are being controlled by somebody above them, watch that, and then it should make sense. They're puppets. They're not the ones in charge. There are people behind them that don't want you to know who they are. Who I know, and that might sound sort of, oh, that's very convenient that it's mysterious people that don't want to know, want you to know who they are. But that's how it is. It, it, it's not in their best interest to be well-known. You know, the Rothschilds oh, yeah. and Rockefellers don't want a ton of publicity for stuff like that. And they only want the foundation stuff where they're out saving the world and doing the good things. They're pulling the strings on all these people. And then, you know what, there's a whole theory that, like, Je- they say Jeff Bezos is the most uh, richest man in the world. That's who they want you to know Not who the richest guy. You know, so he just then you had the Rothschilds, which there's an argument that they're just the boogeyman for like <laughs> black nobility who goes deep, deep, deep our old banking families way back into Roman time. I mean, like, and then you start thinking about okay, who are the people that fucking like the story of Jesus, whether you believe in it or not. Who fucking, who basically got him killed? Bankers charging interest. Look at the reserve. What's the problem with Federal Reserve? Interest. What's wrong with the WBO, the IMF? Interest. I mean, it just, it all goes back. It's And they don't want you. Dude, I couldn't even, I, I know of black nobility. I couldn't even tell you any of their names. They're these fucking old, old families. And they just use, I mean, like, Russia kicked the Rothschilds. Out the Rothschild banks out Russia, but Russia is still part of the Bank of International Settlements, which is the bank that runs all the centralized banks. And who runs that? Who knows who runs that? Is it the royal family? Is it the is it the uh, is it the Catholic Church? The Pope? The Jesuits? The Rothschilds? I think there's just all these different gangs that just work together, like Italian mob families, you know? Yeah, and they don't need to have a big meeting where they all sit down at one table and figure out what the plan is. They know what the pl- they know what works for them. They know what's in their best interest. They don't need. It's not required to have a meeting with everybody to to get on board with this. But yeah, the banking industry. You know, I lay out the eight tentacles of this global oh, octopus. Do it. Let's but, hear it. Well, but but the most dangerous one, and I mean, the military is one of them. But the most dangerous one is the banking, and it's not even close. Because, it's not even close because they they do it in a way that makes it look that, that disguises how evil they really are, and 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 people don't understand the game of central banking. They don't teach it in class for a good reason because they don't want you to know about it it's not because they just over you know over overlooked it and it was just something that they didn't have time for it's intentional they get your 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 classroom desks in a row because 
it was set up by the Rockefeller Foundation that wants you for, for their industrialized purposes. That's why when the bell rings, you get up and go to your next class. Or when the bell rings, school starts. Or when the yeah, bell we're rings. We're not there no more. There's, no, there's no factory. There's, there's no, no more factories yeah, there's anymore. There's a big problem. So, yeah, there's we a problem now. It's we have problem. an industrial school system without industrial industry. Yeah. So now we're just turning out a bunch of people that are unqualified for everything. So then like Sam says, that's what's making us. That's what the pills are for. Just yeah. to dumb us down since we ain't got Just nothing to, to do. Just to numb the pain. Just to dumb, because what are you going to do? You yeah. have to make us think? If you're not working, Th- you got to think. You, that's actually a pretty good analysis of it because there has been an intentional dumbing down of society. Crystal oh, yeah. meth is time travel, dude. It's basically these people <laughs> smoke meth and waste a week of their life because they have nothing going on. There's nothing. Not yeah. everybody, like we are blessed. You are blessed to be able to write this book, okay? You're blessed. This is a great book. I'm excited to read it. You're blessed. You're. We're blessed to put on this show. Aaron's blessed to be able to run the board. Like not everybody can do that. Some people yeah. are, are worker and there's nothing wrong with that, but some people are work with your hands type stuff and those jobs are gone where are they going to go i personally think it's done on purpose to make people join the military okay hey there's no jobs here look at this job boom the military now you're 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 a stormtrooper for the international banks your job is to go in kicking doors blazing four fours and stealing natural resources and i have all nothing but respect for people who join the service because i know you're joining it for honorable reasons for to support your family and to support your country because you love your country but the people who and i'm not even talking even all the i'm talking beyond the people who are who are, are running the military i'm talking the people who who tell the generals what to do and those are the international bankers yeah, yeah. there's that rothschild quote from their mother that said if if my sons did not war there would be no war right can you believe that i can actually because it's so evil and it's a it's a psychosis, you know. I mean, I, I don't know what it's like to want to have a billion dollars but want ten billion more or a trillion dollars if you're the rock. But there, there's something inside them that is so insane. Hold on, did, did you guys just die too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, everything died. Nothing, guys. No, it's fine. You just kicked the cable. You're good. I didn't kick cable, but I, so we're recording. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> okay. Um, I also think if we want to get into some. Uh, some of the pedogate, Pizzagate stuff. Sure. I think that these kids, uh, the born to these powerful families, are put through the same regiments that their parents were, and it's like yeah. mental trauma to create psychopaths. So when they get into these jobs, it is kill, kill, win at all costs, all that stuff. I mean, there is yeah. video after video. Of our power elite children talking about the hell that they were put through by their parents, by their relatives, by people around them in this power elite area in which they are perfectly fine to be part of this weird fucking sex trafficking group. Did you see the interview with Ronald Bernard, the banker, the the um, Dutch banker? Yes. Is he still alive, by the way? He's still alive, yeah. There's reports that he was dead, but there was somebody else, I guess. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, that was a fascinating interview because you got the feeling that he, you know, he wasn't, he's not one of these guys that grew up in it, but he got into a high level of banking where they took him to, you know, they had him at these parties and he was required to do something that he was not comfortable doing and he didn't do it and then had a breakdown and then basically he, he, had, to, he had to get out of there. Uh, but to hear his stories and if people aren't familiar with Ronald Bernard, find an interview 
where he talks about what they were required to do. I mean, it, it, it sounds crazy for sane people like us to think about this. We look at it and we say, well, there's no way you would do this. But if you've grown up in that family and you're out of your mind and you come from a, a family of psychopaths, your upbringing would be tr very different from everybody else. Um, they would be grooming you to take over these positions. And part of one of the things that would make you great at running these organizations would be a lack of empathy and to be psychotic. So they 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 put you through the trauma-based mind control. All those things are real well documented. CIA had been involved in it for God, years and years. So, you know, they, they scramble your brain early on, break you up into, a, you know, hundreds of personalities, put you back together the way they want you and have you a functional psychopath out in the world without a, a, a care, uh, you know, for anybody else's uh, safety or well-being. And then you then on top of that, then you have the financial resources to go out there and do whatever it is you want to do to further that agenda. And that just becomes a normal life for those people. I mean, if you are... Uh if you take a look at like Jeff Bezos, there's a very famous interview with him, I think in the 80s or the 90s, and they asked like, what is your goal or your dream? And he goes, my goal or dream is to have my employees live in fear of me, to right. wake up every morning and just, uh, just scared of me and what I will do to, I mean like, what the, I could never do Mission that. accomplished. Imagine if I just <laughs> said, man, I just want XG to come here and just cower. Every time I walk in, not make eye contact with me and just know if he looks up the wrong thing, it's going to be health. I, I would never want to live in that world. Well, you're not a crazy person. I know. Despite what the fans might think. Well, you know, even within the uh, level of, uh, you know, when you hear these people like Ellen or uh, Steve, who's the black bald guy, Steve Harvey, you know, mm -hmm. and how much of fucking douchebags they are. Yeah. It's just like this level of just cutthroat where, where it's like, this is show business. I prefer the show. There's some people in business and they're real business, yeah. hard business. Yeah. And it's like psychopath shit. Well, I mean, there's been those stories about the comedy industry. Oh, for you know, sure. About, you know, the 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 roast that Richard Pryor was doing where he was busting up, you know, talking about guys sucking each other's dicks and stuff like that. I mean, and, you know, and everyone's kind of laughing on the inside because they know he's not joking. <laughs> he's well, not joking I mean, he said some crazy shit about Gene Wilder. I was like, oh, dude, I don't know if I I can look at Gene Wilder the same way that way. <laughs> about uh, well, what they say about Richard Pryor is crazy, too, though. Yeah. That he's, yeah, see? Well, dude, I, I don't want. I, I, I have my uh, theories about people who get really big in comedy, how they lose their skulls because we're meant to be the funny, funny guys, and then we never get to hang out with our. Not me. I've. I mean, I haven't blown up that much, but it's a. It's a theory. I want to get back to censorship, though. Yeah. I want to talk about Europe. Europe is uh, very. Uh, they they're trying to pass shit left and right. Like they basically tried to pass a bill, or they're still gonna do it, which could destroy the internet as we know it, which yeah. is basically like this insane copyright rule yes. where if you memes they could destroy memes by if you even use a picture of something else you can get sued if you if you put yeah. this like do you know anything yeah. about this i know what you're talking about okay. yeah and it's coming our way i mean by design for sure yeah they they want to you know we have the creative commons in the united states where we can post if you know if you you can use somebody else's work as long as you're adding to it and you're you're not trying to necessarily profit from it but in the eu they're they're getting rid of that and they're switching it out so that everything that if you put something out there that's not your work that i mean something as simple as like hey this this was a video from a TV show last night. Let's talk about how crazy it is, or how cool it is, or what. Even if it's, you know, if you're complimenting it, you can't do it. So like, in the like, EU. like reviewing a rap 
music. Some people do that. I've seen it where they you review something, couldn't. not review. That's copyright. It, yeah, yeah if for it's somebody, sure. If it's somebody else's work, you wouldn't be able to do it. So that's right. that's what's going through the EU right now. It hasn't passed yet, but it's probably going to. And uh, and that is that is a. I would say a, a dress rehearsal for what's coming here. Here's some. Not to mention, they also want to do an internet ID here. They talked about that at Bilderberg. It's coming. They want you. They don't like the idea of people being anonymous on the internet for whatever reason. Even if it's, even if we take the conspiratorial part out of it, corporations would love to know who you are, what you're looking at online, so that they could take that information, market it, and sell it. That's what Google does. That's where they make all their money. Right. But um, think of it like. The internet that we currently are experiencing is like a mall right now. You just go to the mall, walk in, and go shop around. But think of it if you had to show your ID and swipe it through the front door before you could get into the mall. That's where it's going. That's where where the the internet is headed, where they want to know who you are. And what my fear is, based on how things get – if they tried to pass that right now, you'd go, get the fuck out of here. We're not doing that. Would anybody, dude? But Would they'll anybody? do it. They'll do it in a way that makes you beg for it. Yeah. They'll they'll do a false flag. What will happen is somebody will do something horrible through the internet, through the anonymity of the internet, and a bunch of people get hurt, killed, or whatever. A bomb, something, something. Well, that it goes, goes back to the Ted Kaczynski. They used yeah. the mail, and then what did they do? Airports got started getting checked. You the mail it. started getting checked. That was one of the false flags. I mean, look at Oklahoma City, dude. That bomb goes off. There's so much shady shit about that. I mean, mm-hmm. like do, the the physics of that attack doesn't even make sense. And then on top, the, they basically suspended habeas corpus, which is, yep. I believe, that you know, speedy trial that you get charged and mm-hmm. they let you know. Uh, it didn't have anything because they painted it as this guy Timothy McVeigh is going to sit in jail for 18 years, and these people have died. They, these families need justice, and it had right. nothing to do with that. <laughs> and another reason they hate Bill Clinton, another reason that he's on my power. Like, dude, he's either one, two, or three in my power rankings of worst presidents of all time. Uh, um, Woodrow Wilson, George Bush the second, and Bill Clinton are my top three now. Uh, senior George Bush, uh, he's in there too. But I mean, in terms of actual passing of laws and doing stuff like that, there is an argument yeah. that Bill Clinton is the worst to ever do it. From just like the uh, the, the omnibus crime bill was was horrible. And what was the worst part about it was that he got elected by the black community. He went on Arsenio Hall, put the sunglasses on, grabbed the saxophone. They thought he was the coolest motherfucker they'd ever seen. And then he screwed them more than anybody else did. With that crime bill, he put a ton of them in prison for a long, long time. And he did it because he was financed by private by private prison industry. Yes. And those companies set that up a long time ago through their law firms and had him support it. Then it's just a it's a certain. Couldn't agree more, dude. And you know, I just had a guy on a couple episodes ago, and you know, not not to be disrespectful to anybody, but he's trying to convince me that these guys didn't know what was going to happen when they did this. And I, I was just like, hold on, they, they write, they 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 own the prisons, they write the crime bill, and then they supply the drugs. What do you mean they don't know what's going to happen? Yeah. They make money off everything. Of course they knew it, and it's very specific to a certain certain uh, demographic. Now everybody smokes crack now, but back then it was very much a specific. F- 
culture, which was the black community. And the sentencing laws were disproportionately targeting the black community, too. So where you had powdered cocaine was one thing, and if you had crack cocaine, they threw the book at you. Yeah, because the guy who made the crime bill loved cocaine. Right. <laughs> yes, Bill he did. loved coke. Bill. He had coke in the White House. If anybody knew about cocaine, it was him. He was a connoisseur of it. But yeah, the, the private prison industry <laughs> was not accidental. Um, you think of it, about it like this. If, you're a, if you own a gym and you have a certain uh, group of yearly members that you can count on, you can then go to a bank, get a loan. You say, I want to open another gym. This is how many members I have. I think I can get that many members at another gym five miles away. Will you finance it? Well, what if you're a private prison industry and you say, we have this many prisoners and we've got them for 25. We're guaranteed these people are going to be occupants for 25 years. Will you loan us money based on that? Yeah. So then they spread. They just multiplied from there because you had a constant source of new prisoners that weren't going anywhere that should have been out, you know, after three years, if they even should have been arrested in the first place. But they should have been out after a couple years. But they're getting in there and either they're getting locked into these ridiculous sentences or they're behind bars fighting for their lives. And then they catch a charge for stabbing some guy because the guy was raping them. You know what I mean? And then it's like, well, shit, you shouldn't have been in there in the first place. But now you're doing life. Well, that's that. Jay-Z, as much as I don't like Jay-Z, I love his music. I don't like what he represents. But you look at that doc he did on that guy who got arrested for, I think, stealing a book bag or something, went to Rikers, and just he was just catching charges in there when he should never even have been there anyways. Yeah. It was just he didn't even do the crime. They got in there and he couldn't get out for two years. And Shish Kebab ends up killing himself. Yeah. And it's right along the lines of making of a murder. I mean, making of a murder is such obviously about this that they don't want to pay out what this guy's going to get if they say that they fucked up and they fucked no. his trial. Yeah, for sure. That's that's true. They're gonna they're gonna keep that guy away from uh, the free world as long as they can. If he really wants to get out, he should be like, "I will not sue you. I will sign something right now." This says, I will not sue you if I get out. I mean, how bad does he want to get out? I mean, before you exhaust your final fucking plea, just say, if you let me out, I won't sue you. I guarantee he gets out a lot fucking quicker. That's a sad story. That's a that's a scary story up. too, especially for the the little the nephew. Yeah. I think the nephew's the most fucked up. They fucking yeah. that kid's not okay in the head. Either. No, and but that's but that's how it goes. I mean, you look at the statistics and you see how many people plea out. It's like 96% or Dude, something like that. If you don't have a lawyer, you're They fucked. charge you with 10 different things. None of them would realistically stick. And then they say, well, listen, you're looking at 30 years. Won't we plea you down to like six? And you're like, six sounds better than 30, but you really shouldn't be getting, you know, you shouldn't be in there for anything. But this is, yeah, this is by design. It's yeah. not accidental. It's not, um, you know, society has taken a bad turn and, you know, oh, well, we just have, you know, we have a, a culture of criminal. They've criminalized things that shouldn't be criminal. I totally agree. You know what's criminalized now? Bloggers. <laughs> There's 35 journalists and bloggers that were detained in, in, in Egypt. Oh, well, mm. Egypt, yeah. I mean, like, dude, look at – I'm glad that's a great transition to this. Uh, you know, the Arab Spring mm-hmm. and about how, like, basically Google, Twitter, and all these things basically forced this uh, – created this uprising right. against this this regime there, which, good or bad. It's like – I mean, you want to talk about Russians interfering, interfering with our, uh, our political, like, establishment. That was just creating this chaos over there. We, we, we actually – Act as if 
you know, how dare somebody want to tamper with our elections, which, by the way, I don't think the Russians were tampering in our dude, elections any more than anybody, any other country was. Dude, half of those ads came out after the election. Most of them were in states where she wasn't going to win anyways. They came out after the election in Republican states. She was never going to win those. It was the If that was, it was the worst coordinated thing in the world. The worst part of that whole thing is Facebook throws this ad out going, listen, Facebook started out as puppy dogs and food pictures, and it was fun. And then it got the fake news and, and hacking. You're like, no, dude, your stocks were dying, and you sold our data. You are partly owned by the Russian government. They own like fucking 10% or 20% of yep. Facebook. You were started by the CIA. The whole thing is a bullshit fuck. Google, <laughs> this whole thing that Facebook's a private company, Google's a final company, YouTube's a final company, that's all bullshit, dude. They were they got government money to fucking got government seed money. They got money from InQtel, which is the venture capital arm of the CIA. What's it called? InQtel. I N hyphen Q hyphen T E L. Really? It's the venture capital arm of the CIA. And what they did is they they said, well, listen, we can't just go into the data mining business and, and expect people to not have a problem with it. So what we'll do instead is we'll just put a bunch of money into a fund and then we'll use that money to fund companies that are thinking of doing what it is we want to do. And then we have a seat at the board. We have ownership interests. We basically can tell them to a certain extent how to behave and what to do. They're like a weird version of like Shark Tank. They're like DARPA, except they don't build things. They just finance things. But it's so but it's as, it's as evil as that. And you know, back to the Russian thing for a second. First of all, if those Facebook ads, if $100,000 of Facebook ads would have swung this election, I'd be buying $100,000 of Facebook ads to sell my goddamn book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it's that effective. And as far as people saying that the Russians wanted Donald Trump in the White House because they wanted to work with – they had already been working with Hillary Clinton – on the Uranium One deal when she was Secretary of State. If they were going to finance a presidential candidate so that they could have their person in there, it would have been Hillary Clinton. Right. They'd already been working with her. For sure. She sold off 10% of the, of the or 25%, I'm sorry, of, of the uranium uh, through that Uranium One deal. And then miraculously, like a $130 million donation to the Clinton Foundation happened, which, by the way, the, the week after she lost the election, the Clinton Global Initiative, done. I guess all the problems in the world are solved. We can just we're, – we're out of business. We're done. If that's not the biggest indicator that that was a pay-for-play influence racket, I don't know what is. It's unbelievable how people don't see that and why don't they want to see this. I think because the media paints – Bill is this sweet old guy who oh, liked yeah. to go Even jogging he's and go. Been accused of rape. It's of so course. funny, dude. He go so jogging when he was president and swing by McDonald's. He's just one of us. And Hillary would come out and everything. These people are psychopaths. They're not normal. They're in a world they they've they've. You don't rise to positions of political power without being controlled. Oh yeah, and they are controlled. They have somebody has the dirt on them, and they have the dirt on other people as well. Which is why everyone's right. so fucking terrified right. of them, right? Because people turn up, uh, you know, dead all the time. People yeah. don't talk about that. Oh, yeah. Putin's killed off all these people. Yeah, I'm sure oh, he has. Fucking Sos and Clinton's done it left and right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the very. I mean, half the people that are involved in the Haiti are all dead. Mm. I mean, dead, dude. That couple, that rich billionaire couple. Mm. I mean, you're even a billionaire. They'll take out. They, don't they care. were found dead in their mansions. 
Uh, I'm not going to say a particular comic's uh, sister-in-law found dead. Mm. I mean, there's people all who are all involved in that Haiti-ass shit that are still alive. I want to get on uh, uh, Google and this Jared Cohen. Do you know who Jared Cohen is? <laughs> I think he's the guy who runs Google. Uh, he's the head, which now runs Alphabet. Uh, the alphabet company. He uh, he was educated at Stanford, then Oxford, and as a Rhodes Scholar, he interned for Condoleezza Rice in hmm. 2005 <laughs> to 2006. Now, why is Condoleezza Rice allowed to do any of this fucking college football playoffs? I mean, like, dude, you wonder why people don't like us because we fucking allow war criminals to decide our fucking football playoff play. I, I I don't fucking. What are you doing? And like, we allow this woman. Like, she's not. It's not ethical not to pay players. What do you, you fucking lied into a, us into a seven year, seventeen year ward? Nobody gives a fuck about what you think about ethics. Why is she allowed to work amongst us? Anybody? Because uh, I feel because like Dad. I just yelled. You got eat your vegetables. <laughs> I agree with you one hundred percent. I I think probably because you know she's in it. She's in a position of power. She always. Well, has been for a long, long time. She's got the goods on people, and much like you know the Clintons, people are people are terrified of, of the you know she's tight with the Bushes, she's tight with the Clintons. That's a dangerous group to be in bed with. And she's they, in that, bed with them all the way. That group wiped out the, the Kennedy political family. Yeah, wiped them off the planet. Yeah, I think they got the. I think they got Junior too. Uh, now, have you ever heard the theory that he's still alive? <laughs> I, I have heard that. It's crazy. I have heard it. I, I, Can you look up the guy that they think it is? JFK Alive, uh, Vincent. Fa- look him up. It's crazy. I want to get this into This is just what I need. I'll be up Jared till 4 Cohen. o'clock in the morning. Dude, like, I didn't want to believe this. it. And I started looking. Dude, I can't wait to hear this guy. Uh, Aaron Scott. Dude, it's crazy. JFK Jr. Uh, still alive. Anyways, uh, so this guy, Jared Cohen, he worked for Condoleezza Weiss. He became the youngest member of the policy planning ever at the State Department from 2006 to 2010 under Rice and Co. Clinton, one of the few members that kept on by Clinton. The left... The state left the State Department in 2010 to become a, uh, a senior fellow at the Council on Foreign Relations oh, less than a week. Uh, okay. Well, first of all, you've got Eric Schmidt, former CEO of Google, uh, who was real tight in the Clinton Foundation, multi-billionaire, financed a lot of people, spread his money around. But, you know, he... <laughs> He resigned at an interesting time when a bunch of CEOs resigned about the same time as all these indictments start. These alleged sealed indictments recently, happened recently. recently. Right. How, like 300, 350, 400 CEOs. Nobody talks about it. They all they all they all just got quiet and left really good, high paying jobs all at the same time. Now he's got, you know, 10, you know, tens of billions. Of so this is the guy that they think it is JFK Jr., now, those are actually two different dudes, if you really look at them. That looks like Yoko Ono. I think it's like there's there's him, okay? And then there's the guy that they, like, he comes around when he really wants to be. You could look into it. Everybody, we'll do a whole episode on him. That's him right there. <laughs> Go down. He's at, now, you think that's crazy, right? Like, oh, it's funny. His wife, there's someone in the audience that looks just like his wife that supposedly died. Oh, she right has there. a huge, you look at right that. There. Look at that, right? Down there, look at the way and you look up pictures of his wife. She smiled just like that, and they're always together, dude. It's crazy as shit. Great, I'm gonna. Th- this is just what I need. 
Anyway, so so I want to get into this. So real yeah, quick. if you're running the council on foreign, or if you're involved in the council on foreign relations, then you're up to no good. Yeah, that that is the group. If you wanted to nail it down as to a group that is working against the interest of the American people or the people of the world in general, the council on foreign relations would be the group. It is a who's who of powerful, not necessarily political. Some lots of media people, lots of uh, CEOs of companies, or if they're not CEOs, they're at least someplace somewhere influential. It might be the head of media or public relations for a certain large group. Uh, definitely all of the the five major media groups are involved there. Military industrial complex. They're all. It's like a it's like a boardroom table with crazy powerful people that are out for. Uh, you know, that are trying to put in place the one world government, in which everyone kind of rolls their eyes and goes, give me a break, the new world order stuff. It, I, I'm here to tell you, it's it's real. It's not a fake thing. There's two videos that come from the Council on Foreign Affairs um, Relations. One of them is in which a guy is talking about how to get into a war with Iran, and he talks about yes. false flags and how yes. they've used false flags I put before. that quote in my book, and, and I, I, I called him... Um, I think I call him a gigantic asshole, which is what he deserves. He is explaining the game about how to start a war with Iran. Yeah. And he, you know, this, this, this is how wars start. They're not, you know, the, 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 the media paints the United States as this unwilling participant that gets dragged in against their will to these wars. And they come in under humanitarian grounds and they're just going to, they're just going to help out and that is such bullshit. It's not even close to how it's a. They always set it up so that the United States gets involved in these events through covert means, and that's what that guy was talking about. He was talking about sinking an Iranian sub. He was talking about sinking, you know, uh, sinking other subs, and and just saying, hey, you know, it, you know, we just helped last time. We'll, we'll pin it on them. We'll just pin. But that's how wars start, and that's one of the things I talked about in the book. Where I talk about how the Gulf of Tonkin, the non-event, yeah, kicked off Vietnam, and if the you had a war, if you had friends, family members. Uncle Steve, who got shot in Vietnam or lost, lost all his buddies. My uncle didn't come back the same. Yeah, they took come back scrambled. You know, they, they come back, and you know, by the time they get there, they're just fighting for themselves. They're fighting for their buddies. They're fighting for to go home and see their mother. You know, so it's They just different. want to get the fuck out of they there. They just want to get the fuck out of there. But the reason why they're there, they've been sold. It's because we have to stop this spread of communism. And it's all fake. And it's then the contrived. rules of engagement that they had would basically yeah, set Yeah, they up handcuffed that. them too yeah. so that they were put in a bad spot. It was it, The whole thing was bad. And that's how Iraq, you know, our Iraq war started in Afghanistan. And guess what? That's how it'll start with Iran or Venezuela or whoever has oil and gives us a hard time and, 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 or decides that they want to sell their oil in something then other than the U.S. dollar. They will get demonized first. They'll have their economy ransacked through sanctions, and then they will get invaded. And that's what's going to be happening in Venezuela. They'll – I don't have a problem with Venezuela. Do you? No, they no. Won't do anything but to guess us. what? It's going to start. They'll start the demonizing them because they've got somebody in there that doesn't want to work with us. They'll either kill that guy and put a guy in there that they like, which is what we've already done in Iran back in the back in the uh, late seventies, or they'll um, just flat out destroy their economy and then invade them. The second video is a man who's uh, who's part of their council of foreign relations. And he's the former editor at Time Magazine, and he literally talks about how much he loves propaganda. Yeah, I've heard that too. The first guy's name is Patrick Clausen, by I'll the way. I'll fight the, that dude. You I'll should. fucking fight that guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, but but even the the um, 
even the head of CNN talks about how he, he likes propaganda, too. It, it talks about how, it, how it's good for ratings. It's just unbelievable, dude. And it's just like, and we go back to, uh, you know, at, at, uh, my, I don't know what I was thinking, but I want to get into uh, uh, real quick in ratings. So we had this uh, I, uh, this guy, this reporter, Saudi reporter, assassinated, mm-hmm. right? And now um, the the news goes crazy. And, then, and then, right there, when all the news is talking about it, you know something bullshit is up. Yes. Because they're talking about this guy like he's a fucking saint. And they're not even talking about Julian Assange stuck in a fucking uh, embassy for seven or five years or six years now. Now, this guy that I would just find out thanks to our, our good friend Amy Chipo, who's a, uh, who does a ton of research for the show... Um, she was talking about how, um, and she's done the Patreon a bunch of times, how uh, this guy was actually uh, going to get indicted, uh, extradited to the United States because he's working with the Philippines and he was basically got caught fucking running fraud. He was like, he, 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 he was running fraud. He was bilking investors in the United States. He was, he was one of the richest men in the world at one point because he was just running scams on real estate through the Philippines on American investors. Should it come as any surprise that his uncle was Adnan Khashoggi, the famous, world-famous arms dealer? Yeah. That's where they made all their money was in selling weapons. So this is a, the, you know, they, the, I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you that when the media in a co- coerced, uh, um, orchestrated effort all agree on one thing, then you know it's bullshit. And, w- and they went after him and they, they, you know, they talked about how terrible it was that Saudi Arabia did that to him as if that was the worst thing Saudi Arabia did that week. They've been bombing the shit out of Yemen. We're going to look Ke- at Yemen in the way we're going to look at Yemen in the way we look at the Armenian genocide, yeah. the the uh, Holocaust, and and uh, th- that's going to be up there. I mean, dude, you're looking at 13 million people that could be dead because we supply arms to people, and the reason that, because you know what. I mean, the truth is, is like the fucking Yemen, they stand with Iran, they stand with the Palestinians, and there's a bunch of people over there in the Middle East that don't fucking like that, and they are fucking dropping bombs. Now, there is actually a video in which people have told me that military people watched that bomb that is basically them doing a tactical nuke. And what they've done with that nuke, they dropped it in, in Yemen, and nobody talked about it. It's supposedly Israel dropped this fucking tactical nuke, which is a smaller version of a nuke which uh and it's not that they kill anybody instantly what they're doing is basically destroying the atmosphere so everything you breathe is radioactive i mean just think about that dude yeah i think people really hate the hypocrisy of it all like it that saudi arabia is our friend our ally and even though they funded 9-11 even though they were heavily involved in things like that and the and the genocide against yemen and and, and play, we just selectively turn our back to things like that. Well, we don't want to, you know, Arabia, yeah, well, we have arms sales. We, we have to, all, as yeah. if arms sales, like, oh, okay, so we have to sell more weapons to them. So, okay, yeah, they get a pass on this because because we need to sell $100 billion worth of arms to them. It's, it's, it's embarrassing as an American that we have a government that is so corrupt like this. And I feel like it should change and it could change, but we need to 
spread the awareness of how these things happen. We we, we can't talk, and we can't allow that anymore. When Pat Robinson on the the, the five hundred club or whatever it's called <laughs> is a seven hundred club, it's like, listen, I know it's not good, but we do an arms deal with them. And it's like, why is this quote unquote religious man talking about an arms deal? Like, why the fuck? And that is Project Monarch, dude. That is Monarch Mockingbird, excuse me. Project Mockingbird right there, dude. He, I did a whole chapter about Pat Robertson he in the book. He's He is out of his fucking mind. Yeah. He talked about how the Haitians had generations of bad luck because they signed a deal with the devil. And he goes to the camera. True story. <laughs> Pat, it's not a, just because you say it's a true story. Doesn't make it a true story. He's so crazy. But the book people, you read, he thinks is a true story. Yeah, well, right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the thing about Pat. All you have to do is know one book. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's re- the the barrier to entry is real low. No you conscience, believe you believe no everything. soul. You need to know one book, and you're good. And people are still lining up to give this guy money I year after year. I can't him. believe it. I think that, like, you know, if you're Pat Robertson, and, or you're one of these Creflo Dollar, or one of these guys that's like, you know, the Lord wants me to get a G6, and you're like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you ask for it, that's fine. But if you're the people financing and giving him the money to get this jet, which, by the way, he got, then that's on you. Like, yeah. this is this is an embarrassment. I know you people, like, yourself. sign their homes over to these people. You got to give your 10% of your earning. That's, that's the... That's and everyone the gets mad 10%. at, like, uh, Scientology because they come out and say you got to do that. At least they're up front about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. So I want to get back into... Um, the censorship stuff, yeah. Google, Facebook, YouTube, yeah. Google and Facebook, same thing. Um, Twitter. Uh, I noticed all this stuff started going really crazy when uh, net neutrality got. Is that just coincidence or do you think that – because as soon as net neutrality got rid of, all of a sudden everybody was like censor, censor, censor. censor. It, it's it's starting with – you know, it's the – first they came for Alex Jones and I did nothing and then, you know, and then – because I was not – you know, I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews and, you know, it's first they came for Alex Jones and then they come for – tinfoil hat you know because that day's come uh, oh it's coming uh, eventually if you if you enjoy this while it's still legal <laughs> this this broadcast is definitely going to get you deplatformed but yes uh, but uh, i'll oh. wear that like a badge but uh, you know this is this isn't going to get any better right now the plans that they have as far as the internet id things like that these social media platforms that are in conjunction and by the way their stock prices have gone up considerably since then. You would think that people would get together and say, you know, let's just pull ourselves out of this. Let's not participate in this anymore. And I'm hypocritical in that I still have a Facebook page for my goddamn book that I will promote as I'm talking about as a businessman. As I'm talking about how Facebook is Facebook. how I'm talking about how Facebook is is doing this to people. Advertising reprehensible. Shown. Do you think yeah. it's going to end up coming a, like a, a public utility? It should. You think it that's going to happen? It, well, that I don't means know. the government's got to control I, it, though. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of that either. Um, it would be great if there was some sort of alternative. But you see what happens with alternatives like, like Gab that came out, and then they say, well, the guy that shot up the synagogue had a Gab page, so we're shutting the entire platform down? He yeah. had a Twitter page, too. Yeah. Are you going to shut them down? It's no. such bullshit, nope. dude. We're not shutting them down because... 
that's not the agenda. I'm not saying that it was contrived or fake or anything like that, but what I'm saying is that it's the Rahm Emanuel philosophy of never let a cri- good crisis go to waste, which is you have something bad, that guy, oh, that guy had a Gab account? Well, this is the excuse we, we can use to shut that place right down. I couldn't agree False more. flag, there it is. It's a little false flag that someone maybe, pulls into it. Maybe it's false, maybe it's true, maybe it really happened, maybe it didn't happen, but... but the perception, the perception is that it, that it was real, and then they'll take advantage of that, and they move quick. And and a lot of times these things are planned in advance. So you have, you know, something like that. You go, God, that was quick. It well, took them what two days to get that thing down. Well, maybe they had that in their in their back pocket all along. Well, you know, we we want to get rid of this, 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 and this. And if anyone does anything crazy, you know, if we have some sort of wacko shooter um, that we can tie to any of these things, we'll do that. And if we don't have one organically, maybe we'll just manufacture one. What is your take on uh, these blue checks on Twitter? I think it's all social engineering. <laughs> I think they figure out who who plays ball based on like we're I think there's an AI involved with tweets and retweets. I see people get retweets and I'm like, why is that getting a billion retweets? And it's like, oh, it leans very hard progressive left, like social justice warrior bullshit. And it's like, I, I believe social media was just meant so they could get a bunch of like-minded people. And it doesn't even have to seem like you get a hundred people on Twitter tweeting something it seems like there's a big movement going on Mm -hmm. and this is the way because every town's got a fucking town crazy and now social media all the town crazies can link up and now you can be a country of crazy you can spread you can spread good information you can spread bad information you can spread disinformation you can silence people that are talking about something that you don't want talked about you can amplify people that are talking about something that you do you can make it look like a real movement remember those pictures of the Hillary Clinton campaign where it was her standing on the podium and all these people and then there was the the shot where they pulled back and you could see that the buses had blocked off 80% of the warehouse and there was nobody there yeah you know and it's all in this perception of, of, of what they want you know in the social these social media platforms can do that they can make it look like something is a big deal they can also silence something that is a big deal and make it look like there's like it's a non-event well, like, like our parents like well good so like in iran and uh during the iran uh, re-election the authorities blocked off the s the sms networks and all that shit so you couldn't text but they left the twitter open well they couldn't fuck with twitter <laughs> and twitter was supposed to go on a on a shutdown mm-hmm. on like the, the maintenance mm-hmm Someone hit up that guy that got the CEO and told him, don't shut it down. The Iranians are using it for good. Mm-hmm. And it stayed open. Yeah. But just as it can be used for good, he could have easily shut it down. Yep. Just because they, for some reason, they, they thought Iran, whatever I, at that moment was beneficial for them. But if it's not, it's just it, it could go back and forth. It can be good or bad. But they it, used it for good that time. But that... If you remember, like when our parents were 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 coming up, they would watch the nightly news. And yes. if it was an important story, it was on the nightly news. Right. And if it wasn't an important story, it wasn't on there. So you have a bunch of older people now saying, uh, you know, these topics that I cover. I've never heard of that before. If that if that was true, I would have heard it on the nightly yeah, news. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. No, you have. wouldn't. Nope. They can control that. It's a couple. You know, you're talking about 22 light minutes switch. or 24 minutes. Uh, yeah. It's of, a light switch away. Yeah. Yeah. If if they don't, so so the older uh, demographic feels like. If they didn't see it on their nightly news, it didn't happen. And also, if they did see it on their nightly news, then it happened exactly the way they said it. They said it did because they have 30 years Walter of history. Walter Cronkite wouldn't lie to me. Walter Cronkite isn't here. Anderson Cooper would lie to you in a hot second. Uh, Vanderbilt. He does not care. CIA he does not care. Uh, intern in college. Yes. Uh, 
You know, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but after after the synagogue shooting, and listen, you know, uh, that any lost life, whether it is uh, uh, worshipers in the synagogue, uh, Palestinians, Yemen people, people lost the uh, heroin that's being shipped in by our own government, any innocent life lost is sad, okay? So I'm not saying anything bad about that. But we have these, these now these people in New York, want to pa- these politicians want to pass a law which basically states that to apply for a, a license for a gun, you uh, they can look at your internet search for the last three years and your uh, social media for the last year. I mean, dude, what? I mean, like, it's unbelievable. Believable to me how they could even and people are like yeah let's do that it's like listen man you are going down a dark dark you should look at the countries the big not the tiny countries the big countries that came in and took guns and what happened right after that yeah. was yeah. mass not not just one two different countries mass slaughter of twenty million or more after that like right after the guns were taken there, my, I have a chapter called. You register those guns before the slaughter. And yeah. talks about that's a, that's a quote from Mao, and that's what they did. I'm not a gun fan. I will say that straight up. I had family or a family friend that was impacted by gun violence. I've had somebody attempt to carjack me um, years ago. It's it's horrible. I'm not a fan of guns, but at the same time. They want they will disarm you before they round you up. Mao did it. They did it in uh, uh, Lenin and Stalin did it. Pol Pot did it. That's what they do. That's the plan. You don't, you can't put that evil plan into action when everybody's got a got a gun. But they don't. They know that people aren't going to voluntarily give them up, so they construct events that make the people demand. You know, this is the David Icke problem reaction right, solution right, thing. Right, right. They create the problem. They offer. You know, they, they they manufacture the reaction. The reaction always being, "Help us, government! Please come in and help us. We never want to have this happen again." Then the solution is always a reduction of rights. And you, but you wind up begging for it, and therefore, not only are they taking it from you, you're asking them to take take it from you. And so you're events begging like this, them to do it. You're Please begging. save us. And then it sticks. Patriot Act. Please save Please. us. We need this. I have nothing to hide. You know what? They had a fuck. They did the CIA or the FBI or the CIA sent letters to Martin Luther King telling him to kill himself. What that guy had to hide because he got like to get a little strange on. I mean, like, dude, <laughs> it doesn't take anything. The problem with your computer and people going through your computer is it's it doesn't seem like a big deal. Like right. if they went and knocked on your house door and just like we're going through your shit, you people's heads would flip. Right. But it doesn't because because I can go through your computer. And they can archive that and use it at a, at a future date. You might right. not be doing anything right. wrong now, right. Right. and you might be in compliance. But if, God forbid, you go cross the line and do something they don't like, then they'll go back and look in your history and manufacture something, or, or everybody does something wrong. You know, there'll yeah. be some sort of evidence of, 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 a, of, a, of a breaking a law or, or whatever. Uh, an example of you being, you know, a racist prick to your buddy sending funny emails back and forth. They pin that on you. So it's not so much that you're doing – if you're doing anything wrong right now, they'll just keep that information. And if they need to use it against you later, they will. So, yeah, we sh- – uh, the whole I'm not doing anything wrong so I don't care our argument is r- r- ridiculous. Have you ever seen this uh, 
NPC uh, memes. Yes. I love non uh, non player characters. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. And yeah. Twitter banned fifteen hundred NPC memes parody accounts for supposal election interference. And the news was picked up by the New York Times, the BBC. That's it. That's it. You know, uh, I, they basically make fun of parody. And you yeah. see people parrot it all the time. My favorite thing is white women saying to other pe- white people, check your white privilege. White women love to do that. Did you see the white <laughs> chick who, like the young black kid, actually backpack hit her yeah. butt? Yeah. And people got in her face. And she, they're like, why would you do that to a black? And she kept saying, whatever, white person. That's all she said. Because she watches the news and they just go, white people do this, mm-hmm. white people do that. And they parrot it. And I've never been accused of white privilege other than by white women. <laughs> white women love telling me my, about my white privilege. And I just like I'm like you don't know me. You don't know where I come from. You're just blanket statementing this bullshit on people it's crazy. that you're regurgitating from fucking uh, Rachel Meadows, who uh, kind of crazy has the same haircut as Sean Hannity. Anyone knows that that they have the exact <laughs> same fucking haircut? What is that about? Is that Illuminati shit? Yeah, probably. Okay. I mean, it's just weird shit, dude. Yeah, I love I love that meme because the reaction. That it, I mean, it should really have no reaction. Yeah. People should just be like, whatever. But the fact that people got so bent out of shape about it was what was hilarious. You know, because I love when those people are fucked with. Yeah. Yeah, I, lo- I love... The whiners? Yeah. The babies? Yeah, the people... Like, you know, Donald Trump, Hillary, Hillary Clinton would have been a, a bigger disaster. But the people in the election night that were like outside screaming was hilarious to me i I love it they lost their fucking minds which was great because um they never considered that their person might might lose of course neither did i to be honest i mean we did a we we did it last week uh with uh the unabomber he basically was talking about how fucking you know these leftists they will fucking demonize words and they will get offended on other people's behalfs and it's all middle class upper class white trust fund kids who are going fucking nuts who make these dumb fucking rules hold on real quick so in comedy man right now the only people selling tickets are black comedians at, at, at uh improvs why is that? Why is that? And I, I, because we allow black comedians, I do joke about it, to say what they want. We actually enjoy it. We're like, oh, that guy, he, he don't give a shit. Richard Bryan says whatever he fucking wants to up there because white women allow him to say that. Now, if I went up there and said the same thing, heads would fucking explode, okay? Right. I have a bit right now about how uh, the most racist person in the world is white chicks who only bang black guys, okay? That's the most racist person I know. I have a friend mind she's so hot and she only bangs black guy. i'm like come on let me hear she's like no you know i only date black guys is and she I kardashian do... no 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 <laughs> she her name is vanessa and the joke is that uh she goes i only bang black guys they go you're so hot i'll paint my dick blackface right and everybody gets fucking some people go crazy and laugh and i'm like you got mad at blackface dick it's the most ridiculous i had a woman come up that goes you shouldn't do jokes with that people think it's okay to what paint their dicks black it makes no fucking sense I just like to piss you off. That's what I want to do. I just want to go up there and scorch the fucking earth because you think there's rules to this shit. And there's not. If you, I go to myself, could someone else say this? Would they let a gay comic say this? Would they let a black comic say it? Would they let a Hispanic comic? If, they, if the answer is yes, I'm going to fucking say it. 
There are, dude, political correctness should be across the board to all people. If you're letting some, and that's why I think black rooms are packed because those guys can say whatever they want. And then you go watch these fucking beta cuck white guys go up and they fucking walk in the tightrope, not trying to offend anybody. You know what? You get offended. Congratulations. You're fucking alive. You're alive. You got angry at something. Good. You came to the place of ha-ha, and you got all fucking serious because you think these people shouldn't be allowed to say anything because everything's a fucking slippery slope. Save it. Save it. Do you have a hard time doing college campuses? I don't ever do college campuses. I have no desire to do college campuses. you. There's not enough money in the world to put up with that bullshit. That's a, you would think that would be a great crowd. Young, right? Some disposable income to like hang out and go see a show. Oh, I wouldn't. I'm, I don't blame you at all. We have created childhood to, to, to basically so these people don't feel any of the repercussions of life when we should be throwing them into life to feel it. And I think that's all socially engineered as well. I've said it before. I think this is pharmaceutical companies so fucking rich, so powerful that they've changed the way we raise kids, which to make them little fucking overly sensitive, little fucking mutts. And then when they get into the real world, they fracture because yeah. nobody wants to hear their opinion. Nobody plays fair. Okay. Political correctness to me is women make the rules of society. They do. That's why, you know, a guy cheating on his wife's bad, but a woman who wants to get knocked up by a, a pro athlete, okay, it's perfectly <laughs> acceptable to get knocked up by a pro athlete. And I love women. This is not anti-women. I'm just saying the rules of society are dictated by women. The rules of business are dictated by men. Men, and that's why it's cutthroat. But, but what we're seeing is political correctness is this attempt to take the rules of society and apply it to business. And it mm. just doesn't work. Yeah, it just tough. doesn't work. It's tough. Yeah, safe, it, if you're going to college and you have a, access to a safe space because somebody's <laughs> going to come and say something that you don't want to hear, that's not preparing them for the real world. If college is supposed to be preparing people to, to get out into the world and, and succeed and, and have everything – that you're doing them that a tremendous sound, disservice. Safe like, space sounded like something they'd have in elementary school. No, yeah, yeah or, no kidding. Or maybe Nap middle time. school, pushing it for middle maybe. school. But in high school, what do they talk about? Fre- what are the school. freshmen? What used to be freshmen get fucked by the seniors. Now yeah. I can't even. I can't even. There's there's none of that. I yeah, guarantee no. there's none of that shit. It's you can't ridiculous. Call it, I. I I'd but it's all done on purpose, man, to get these kids' heads to fracture when they get in the real life. I Dude, I did a radio show in Minnesota. They had this fucking this Stanford professor call in about her study she did. And she said, we've learned that when you listen to children, they, they're much more prepared for everything. I go, that's not real life. Nobody wants to hear your fucking problems at work. Here's what we need you to do. Do the job. If you don't do it, get the fuck out. That's real life. You're creating people going into the workforce, and they're fracturing, dude. And yeah. what do they got to do? Get on pharmaceutical drugs. Yeah. They need drugs to deal with depression. <laughs> deal with fucking... They got to go to therapy. Everybody's on therapy. Nothing wrong with it, but everybody's on fucking therapy now. These pharmaceutical companies aren't going to make billions of dollars without our help. Yeah. You know, they, they, they need us to purchase their products and and uh, blindly just you know buy medicine for restless leg syndrome or some other shit that didn't exist you know five years ago the complete marketing so you know how fake um, marketing campaign google's got these new uh ai sensor bots oh i didn't know about that so like the the way to combat them like 4chan found ways to fight against the ai bots you gotta like so 
The Google bots are now censoring live streams in real time. It looks like they they search for certain phrases or words and are known to delete them automatically. Like mm-hmm. if you put Ted Kaczynski, delete Sandy that fucker. Hook. Yeah, delete them. <laughs> so users are using tricks such as misspelling words enough to avoid detection from bots. You can still allegedly enough for humans to, for readers to use that. You see that? You can read where it says example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could read that, right? It's right. pretty re- right. legible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how they're doing it so bots can't fuck with it. They, it's too stupid. It's too smart for them to figure it out where they're just making the word. You I can love read that, that we got to go dumber than them so yeah. they can't yeah. deal with it. Well, yeah. memes, supposedly. Memes, they AI can't read memes. And that's why they're calling it a meme war because AI can't read memes. Well, if we're at this point, then we're self-censoring and they're winning. You know, once once you have to to censor yourself, you're already falling yeah, into that. Because when you trap promote that on Amazon or wherever you're going to sell your book, yeah. your description, well, you're better off putting it like that. Oh, listen, because because <laughs> if you because what that book's about, <laughs> they're going to fucking target it like no other. Uh, they, I, if Amazon wants to de- <laughs> uh, take my book off, it's it'll be the greatest marketing campaign I could ever ask for because I would be on every show talking about how they are doing a digital book burning. So These please. fucking nerds, man. These fucking nerds. Whether it's at Google, these tech companies, Boston Dynamic making fucking mm. robots. You fucking nerds, man. It's all about greed with you guys. You guys are all going to work with China right now. I've been in China. I love China. But you're going to work with China and they're going to do censorship and now word is that China wants to fucking start spying on us and you're totally cool with it? Dude, Shame on you, man. How much money is enough money for you to sell out yourself? What does it mean to be an American? What's it mean to be proud to be a person when you're selling out your own fucking people? Right? I, I've watched the fucking Terminator movies, man. There's no humans that the robots get along with. There's no Rothschilds. <laughs> there's no fucking Google execs. You all get your ass kicked, okay? So it's like, hey, man, you can stop this now or you can keep the censorship going. And, dude, let me tell you something. The reason we, if we had a war with China, we'd fuck them up is because China has no creativity. They can't think outside the box. They can only do what they're told. They can't come up. We have creativity. But what you're doing is you're trying to stifle creativity. And that will be the death of this country. We export our creativity, whether it's our movies, our TV shows, whatever, our music. The world loves our creativity. We're the most creative country in the world. Britain's also good. Australia, Canada, they're all good. But it's all these Western. You start censoring us and fucking killing off fucking dissidents' voice, uh, people who think outside the box, you're destroying this country. And it's this country doesn't have a problem with race. This country doesn't have a problem with fucking uh, uh, rape culture. It's No, the problem is greed. Greed is ruining this fucking country. And all these other things are fucking all part of the, the problem from the greed, getting us to fight with each other. Everybody accusing everybody to be racist. Everyone's sexist. Me Too movement. Trust all victims. And they turn out to be fake. It's all social engineering and it's all from these fucking top greedy fucks we've also been outsourcing our critical thinking as well for a lot of people it's very difficult to think and so and they don't like it and so they'll say well i'll just let the media tell me what i'll let the news tell me what to think npcs and that is a huge problem we have to take some responsibility in this game as well for our own education and our own understanding and not not allow it not saying well you know uh, I, you know, I don't want to think about that because it's difficult. So how am I supposed to vote on this? Oh, the TV tells me that's fine. You yeah. know, we, we have to be involved and participate and in, 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 in ha- and have a resp- – we have a responsibility to, to 
to dig through all this bullshit that we're being fed and try and figure out what the truth is and then act on that. We can't allow people to think for us anymore. It's 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 gotten us into this mess that we're in right now. And and frankly, I don't know that it'll get much better. Well, my friend, you are a crusher, Charlie. I appreciate you coming on. I'm I'm blown away that you would even fly in to see us. Uh, but that means a lot to me. You were I, awesome. I today. think I did it because I like when you have the guests in studio. I think it's a better energy. Uh, and and I read your description from from the podcast you did a couple of days ago, which was two guys yelling at each other in agreement. I was like, that's going to be us. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're we're gonna gonna Green. We're uh, you're that. wonderful again. His book is The Octopus of Global Control. It's Charlie Robinson. Uh, you are welcome back anytime you Thank want. You. Uh, you got anything you want to push? You want to pop in, hang out? Uh, I'm. Uh, are you out of Colorado? I'm in Denver okay. now. I grew up out here though. If I went I, to USC. I, if I get out there soon, I'd love to have you come by. I would love to. If we if we do a live podcast or a live Tim Hat, I'd love for you to come up on stage and help answer questions. For and, sure. And it's a you know Denver's a great city. For, I went and saw Tom Papa a couple weeks ago. He killed it. Comedy Works is one of the best yep. comedy clubs yep. it's in great. the country. I'll be um, I'll be in. Anarchapulco in middle of February for the Anarchist Convention. I and love the, it. And the Dollar Vigilante Convention as well. What uh, is the Dollar Vigilante Convention? Uh, Jeff Berwick, who is the Dollar Vigilante, has a, a great seminar. I'll be speaking there about real estate, which is what I'm also I, kind of my day job, so to speak. And then I'll be staying for a couple of days for the for Anarchapulco, which is um, cryptocurrency anarchist there'll be ron paul will be there speaking david ike are you a crypto Cynthia. guy i'm really not i need i'm going to learn a little bit yeah, about too. it Dude, I i'm interested in it i don't know too much but this is this is a good spot for it so i'll be speaking there and then uh jeff berwick wrote a book that i have helped out on and it will be launching I it's the perfect it. spot it's I a perfect spot mexicans perfect. love <laughs> Mexicans so, do. Yeah, Acapulco is gonna sell out. It's I gonna you got a, it, man. It's, there's gonna be three thousand people there. A lot of doc, a lot of uh, Bitcoin, you know, millionaires and everything. So it'll be a party for sure. Okay, Aaron, thoughts on today's subject: internet censorship, global controls. Uh, we were kind of all over the place. Um, no, we weren't, dude. I knew exactly where we were going. <laughs> At one and point, we you were standing up yelling. Yes, because <laughs> it's called passion, dude. It's passion. I'm just, I'm really hungry. I okay, that's show. it. That's the sign. We won, guys. We won two shows in a row. Aaron's, we're getting to you. We're in your head, Aaron. I got real estate in your head. I'm fucking living there rent free. I'm there. You're in it, dude. You're a G. Thank you, Charlie, for Thanks. coming on. XG or G. Guys, thank you so much. Shout out to the ruins. Without the ruins, none of this is possible. The info is all true. You got to go to the ruins. Only truth comes out of the ruins, and those who seek truth are part of the ruins. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.